All right, and welcome back to an all-new edition of Beckett Radio. I'm your host, Derek Ficken, alongside Mr. Eric Norton and special guest, Mr. Matt Bible. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, man? Pretty good. Eric, I'm just going to have to say you need to get a little bit more hair on your chin. On my chin? Yeah, because there's two out of the three guys here have a plethora. Now, I will, I'm going to argue your point Okay. because I, I had hair on my chin. Yes, you and did, actually. Then, I forgot uh, about that. A lot of you are like, guys, you need to shave that. It looks like a dead mouse on your face. <laughs> and I was like... It looked like a creature was just kind of hanging out on your chin. I was really going for the Ryan Fitzpatrick look. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, it didn't happen. You yeah. ended up with the reverse Donald Trump look. Yeah. <laughs> possibly. Yeah. That's what it looked like. So, so yeah. I took it down. Now I'm here. Yeah, now you're here. Okay. Well, how how's how's things been going on the pricing, uh, in the pricing land over, uh, over well, yonder? I've been busy. I can tell. I can tell you. I just know from hearing him that yeah. Matt has been really busy. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's what's, been really. Yeah. Busy. What's been going on with you, Matt? Oh, you know, just throwing chairs everywhere over there and breaking. <laughs> That's what I'm talking breaking, about. Breaking windows, Man. And cursing, and See, yeah, <laughs> dogs and cats living together. Yeah. You know. Just mass hysteria. Over yes. There. Um. Yeah. We, we, it's a little bit more uh, calm and collected over here on the grading side. If you guys do not know, we are at my desk for another time because my laptop broke. So, awesome. It is quiet over here. It is very quiet. I feel like I'm talking too loud. Exactly. And that's why I really don't like doing the radio show here because I feel like everyone's listening even when they don't want to listen. So, like, Chuck is right over there. He's taking notes. On and it, yeah. yeah. And so it's just kind of weird. Yeah. That's when you talk about them on the radio, and then they can't do anything about it. Exactly. it's all hanging out there. Exactly. So we actually have a great show this week. We do. Um, and it's going to be included. I hope you guys like the music at the beginning. That was my bad last week or last couple weeks. I didn't have music, so all right, you can blame me. But anyways, we're going to have, obviously, Eric and Matt. You guys are going to talk all about just, I mean, the recap of the month of Marvel, yep. which mm -hmm. was a huge success. Uh, a bunch of other plans, just exciting things that y'all are getting ready for here in the next couple months. We're also going to have Rich Hardy, obviously the boss man Hardy. The boss. Uh, he's on Twitter. He's big Twitter presence as far as social media and the hobby. So I thought it would be cool to get, I guess, the social media side of, 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 of collecting and who, who isn't really a card company or an athlete or right. something like that. Right. Someone who's an actual, just an everyday Joe, just having fun collecting cards. So we'll have him on later. But I'm just going to give it up to, to Eric. Eric, why don't you just take it away and I'll sit back and listen to what's going on with the month of Marvel and... The Slam-A-Ween? Slam-A-Ween. Is, is that what it's called? Slam-A-Ween. That's, that's the best R2 genius mind. Yeah, I was going to say, what were you just like sitting by a bottle of Jameson and all of a sudden that name popped out of no, the hat? No, no. no. That was that was actually a good hour of discussion <laughs> when we finally came I did down with. a bottle of Vicodin before we <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. about. You know. That is what I'm talking about. All right, man. We're, we're going to take it from here. Um, we get, you know, we'll talk about Slam-A-Ween and all things non-sports non and then... Uh, We'll bring, you, we'll bring you right back on, Derek. So, Matt, what is going on, buddy? Not much. Not much? I mean, so, that's that's Beckett translation for, you know, basically everything's everything. going on. Yeah. <laughs> everything's going on. Now, why are you still talking, Derek? I'm not sorry, sure, sorry. I'm not sure I'm, why I'm you're gonna, in this conversation. Yeah, um, so, yeah, we've been really busy over uh, in the pricing area, yes. pricing department. Let's, let's do a quick recap of the month of Marvel. Yes. I handled things on the Instagram side of, of the social media aspect. And yes. you took care of Facebook and Twitter and the homepage. Uh-huh. Um, I know how I feel about it, but I want to I know how you feel about it. What, what are your overall thoughts about it? Um, obviously, I, I'm a perfectionist, and I felt like 
it could have been better. There were things I thought of during and and after that we could have done. But as far as the first time, I think it went pretty well. You I think mean, so? Yeah, there was a pretty decent. Uh, there was a pretty be- decent showing on Instagram. Uh, the Facebook and the Twitter numbers. You know, we could. We definitely need to get that up for the next next time we do it. Which you know, I don't know if the viewers know, but. I announced it actually on the webpage, but it's going to be an inaugural event. Inaugural. I think just inaugural event or an annual event. It, this go. was the inaugural event, and we're going to make it an annual event. So next year around the same time, we'll, we'll do the same thing because there's there's going to be plenty of Marvel for years to come. So we might as well run with it and uh, do an annual month of Marvel. You know, I, I feel the same way. On Instagram, we were really pushing for 2,000 followers. Yep. And we had a nice little surge there probably – Probably we started right around fourteen sixty, I think, and we got up to eighteen eighty one. So we had a nice surge. Didn't quite reach the two thousand followers, which is uh, even with the incentive. Yeah, we had we had a great incentive prize: a Deadpool one of one sketch and a Deadpool Funko Pop final. That's right. Mm -hmm. How how do you beat how do you beat that that giveaway? I'm not sure, but uh, we didn't we didn't reach it. So that's going to go back into our uh, our secret vault back there, and we'll. We'll hold on to it for another time. But overall, I was really pleased with the way things went on Instagram. Uh, I was really pleased with the way things went on on all the platforms. And yes. uh, we've gotten some really good feedback from guys on Instagram who participated and has have uh, suggested some nice things moving forward that we can do. So I'm going to incorporate some of those the next time we get revved up to do this, which we might as well go ahead and announce now. Month of October, October 5th through November 2nd, yes. is our Slamoween, our inaugural Slamoween. Back at Slamoween, which is going to be devoted to UFC MMA and WWE TNA wrestling so and we might even throw boxing in there who knows it just depends on if anything comes out which i don't think anything's slated to come out but you know with mayweather retiring who knows what what crazy things might be released by what company so um but yeah it's going to be a very ufc wwe wrestling centric series of giveaways it's basically the same format as month of marvel we're going to have the daily giveaways on on Instagram and then weekly giveaways on on the main page that That's will be promoted on Facebook and Twitter as well as Instagram. That's right. You and I have uh, been back there in the vault and have hand-selected some very nice items to uh, be given to the public. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll say that. Um, so uh, I, I know firsthand that what we selected should be should be a home run uh, play on words there what i want to do now is announce a beckett radio only giveaway okay so uh what i did was i, I went we, what we did was we went back there we found some cards and i found a 2000 and what was it 2014 2015 2015 2015 tops chrome atomic refactor of the rock Mm-hmm. Brought it back here to the grading room and said, "Hey, I'm gonna need to get this graded." Came back a nine five. So this is what we got for you guys. Sweet, we got a nine five atomic refractor rock that we're gonna give away on next week's show. So you got a week to enter. What I need you to, which I need you guys to do, is email radio at beckett.com or you can email me directly at eric n at beckett.com and we'll get you entered for that contest it's a it's a very nice card those atomic refractors were popular they were walmart exclusives i believe uh-huh. and so 
it's just a parallel set of the whole of the whole set, but they're really nice. And what'd you say it graded at again? A nine. It doesn't matter what it graded at. Wow, he hit me with a it doesn't matter. I had to because it was the rock. So there's some speculation that when you know with uh with not a champions coming up this weekend yes, that he's indeed. gonna be making an appearance. So it might be a timely giveaway. It could yeah, it very well could be. Um I really hope it's the rock. Um they've kept it secret for a while who the third partner is going to be i just my own experience with wwe and watching wrestling if it was just any other guy they probably would have announced it already and he's been in the news lately he's got a successful tv show he's getting ready to have a a a kid so anytime the rock i've noticed anytime the rock just shows up he's usually in the news right before the event sure so you know not, not even joking he saved some puppies the other day Yep. So yep. that's probably <laughs> <laughs> he, he had the I guess his bulldog puppy fell in his pool and yep. he, he went in there and saved it. So I, the Rock is a good possibility for the mystery partner of Reigns and Ambrose. I've also heard and you brought this up this morning. I also heard that uh, it could be Samoa Joe, which is yes. an interesting uh, take on things. It ties in with the whole family angle, the Wyatt family versus Reigns and Ambrose, who are. Brothers in blood, right? Right. And then, of course, Reigns is, um, you know, cousins of the Usos, and he's a cousin of The Rock. And I think he's a cousin. His Samoa Joe's related to him somehow, too. So who knows? Could you be know? interesting. We'll see. <laughs> cool. we'll see. We shall see. All right. Let's make the hard transition now to Star Wars. Star Wars. Tell me what's going on with Star Wars, buddy. What isn't going on with Star yeah, exactly. Wars? Exactly. My, my goodness. Uh, after Force Friday, it's just been an extravaganza. I don't know if anybody ventured out into the stores, but Target, Walmart, all the places that had retail just have it looked like a tornado had gone through with the amount of action figures and toys and, and things that have been sold. Obviously, a lot of Funko pop vinyls been released. Uh, you have the 12 main characters, then you've got the, the variants of the characters from the new film like Kylo Ren and... Uh, Captain Phasma, but the most popular thing, obviously, is BB-8. You can't find the remote-controlled BB-8s anywhere. People are just scooping those up. They're going to be the hot holiday items. And, of course, with Star Wars, with great franchises come great cardboard. So um, today we'll be we'll be breaking open uh, a couple of boxes of Star Wars Chrome Perspectives Jedi versus Sith. So, um, you know, your standard uh, Chrome Perspective set, you've got the base set, which is 100 cards, 50 cards per side. You've got 50 Jedi, 50 Sith. Autographs galore, the the, the usual suspects, Carrie Fisher. Is, Ray- Hamill, is Hamill in this one? Hamill's in it, but he's parallel exclusive. He okay. does not have any base autographs, but just parallel. So... Prism refractors, gold refractors, super refractors, printing plates, uh, you name it. But, you know, Ray Park, Peter Miehu, um, the one big get in this one would be probably the triple autograph of Mark Hamill, David Prowse, and Ian McDermott, which respectively Luke Skywalker, Dave, uh, Darth Vader, and the Emperor. And I don't think they've ever done that one before. So that's... You're going to call it? We're going to pull it in our box? I hope. You think so? I hope we're one of the five people that will eventually own <laughs> Yeah, there's one only of those. five of those, so <laughs> yeah. it's a rarity. It's the I've seen them. I've seen them. I haven't opened them myself, but uh, I've seen them, and they're nice. The uh, I like the, the I, I call them X-Fractors. I don't know if they're called X-Fractors. They, in the past, they were, but the the, the real blingy-looking ones, I, I, I dug those. The Boba Fett that you had over at your desk was cool. Yeah, that was uh, that was Bill's pack. He pulled a, Bill Dumas pulled a hold of Boba Fett and he's a, he's a big Boba Fett mark so he, he loves Boba Fett so that was kind of cool for him but 
Um, we'll see. Maybe we'll pull another Boba Fett like that. Maybe we'll pull a printing plate of Boba Fett, and we can rub it in Bill's face. I don't. I don't think always Mr. Dumas would like that too much. No, he wouldn't. But who cares? I will say that I, on your advice, <laughs> uh, I took the trip out to McKinney, Texas, recently and checked out Order sixty six. Order sixty six, which was <sighs> man, uh, I was a little bit overwhelmed. Uh, me too. <laughs> that that seriously brought out the the eight year old kid in me again. Um, man, just seeing all the vintage toys in the mint box, in the mint boxes, just it you know took me back to when I early 80s when I would go down to our retail stores and you would just see those fresh boxes of you know the at-ats and the x-wings and the millennium falcon and slave one and boba fett's you know boba fett's ship and everything it just uh and the kit and, and obviously the mint in package sure um action figures that's it was just it's just such an incredible store to visit so I recommend anybody who's in the area Go up to McKinney, go to Order 66, grab some lunch while you're up there. Just make a day of it, man, because it is, it is amazing. It was amazing. I will say this. They, they don't open till noon, so don't go too early, but uh, it was really cool. It was, um, like you said, all the figures. I knew that there was a market for that. I didn't realize the price associated with those things, and I was just like, it just knocked me on my face. I was yes, the the one figure that stands out up there to me is um, the Star Wars, I believe it's Droids. Um, action figure Vlix, which is, it's like, I think there's three of them. Oh, okay. In, in existence. Wow. <laughs> so I'm not going to name prices, but you can, you can imagine what, what something like that would go for being Star Wars and being only three in existence. Wow. It goes for a pretty penny. Pretty penny. So, so, um, other than Star Wars, what else have you been working on, man, over there in your little oh. area? Gaming Almanac. All right. What's up with the Gaming um, Almanac? This is the first time that we're having the standalone Gaming Almanac. Um, it goes to print on October 2nd. It'll probably be um, released towards the end of the f- October, right around the time that, you know, Slamoween's going to be wrapping up. But um, basically the same concept as with the non-sports Almanac. I'm trying to clean things up, get things edited. Um, we're going to have seven sections this year. Uh, obviously, section devoted to Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, um, that, that set with, you know, the, the Pikachu and the Charizard. And, um, then I we're think ha- you just seriously offended Ronda Rousey. Uh, you know, I, I, ho- I hope not. I really, really <laughs> She's going to really break your do. arm, well, No, I hope not. Hopefully not. Anyway, um, we're also including a lot of Bushy Road products, which is Card Fight Vanguard, Future Card Buddy Fight, and Weiss Schwartz. God bless you. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's what we say every time we, every time we pronounce it. Um, Dragon Ball Z, you know, made just last year around this time made their big comeback. So they're going to have their own section, and then we're going to have just the basic gaming section of all the new gaming sets. There's obviously there's a couple of new products out there. There's Force of Will, which has really taken the gaming community by storm. It's a, it just most of their sets came out back in February, and they're already like the number two game in the, in the world. Force of Will. Yep. Now, you were speaking about Force of Will and Bushy Road, and I had never heard of either of those. Um, are these exclusive in Japan, or are they... How do you, how do we get our hands on these? Uh, no, I mean, they make Japanese versions, but there are English versions that are released here in the States. Um, okay. Force of Will basically is uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic Gathering met at a party one night, and, you know, nature took its course, and they had a baby, and they had Force of Will. So, there you go. Force of Will is 
basically Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic the Gathering uh, combined. I mean, it's it's really kind of an homage to both of the the the, the styles of play and and the art. So, but and then there's Eternal Relics, which is a company that's just getting ready to to, to break um, into the business with sets called Crusaders of Lornia. So. Uh, we have the checklist for that. Um, they release in November, so people won't be able to get to see. But we're going to have the preview. We have an ad in, in special ad in the Almanac. And, um, so that's the other, other major new release that's going to be coming out. And, of course, we're also going to have a gaming figurine section with all the hero clicks and everything of that. But overall, it's just um, trying to get the, the pricing information updated, anything that isn't priced. And get everything cleaned up and 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 accurate the same way I did with the non-sports. Awesome. I will, like I said, you, you've been doing great over there. I've heard you over there cursing under your breath and getting things done. I want to thank you for coming on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to bring Derek back on and we're going to bring the boss, Mr. Boss Hardy, back on in just a moment after the break. Looking for an advertising sales career that combines the love of collecting and getting paid? Now you can have it. Beckett Media is seeking talented ad sales professionals who are avid hobbyists and collectors to join our advertising sales team. If you collect cards, sports memorabilia, or coins, and have one to three years of advertising sales experience, we want to hear from you. Visit the careers page on our website to apply today. Beckett Media. It's not a job. It's our passion. We are back with an all-new episode here at the Beckett offices, and once again, I am at my desk having a lot of fun, uh, but we have a special guest, one one of uh, my good friends on Twitter. Uh, he was actually at the National in Cleveland, which that's where we, I guess, first uh, were introduced, but uh, I, I, I wanted to get him on at the National here in Chicago a couple months ago. It didn't happen, unfortunately, but luckily we do have technology like phones to get people on the phone and, and have a little fun this way. So long story short, we have Mr. Rich Hardy on the phone. How's it going, man? going pretty good how about you dude like i said earlier it's been absolutely insane here at the beckett offices we're grading cards left and right and and all over the place it's been a lot of fun but i'm super excited to talk to you because every time i see you you're one of the most energetic exciting people in this hobby and it's always fun to see that i do what i can (laughs) now the reason why I brought you on. Well, first, before we start, uh, why don't you kind of introduce yourself? Tell me a little about yourself uh, for the people who haven't heard or kind of are new to the Beckett radio show that didn't listen to the national convention last year. Well, I'm Richard Hardy, as you already stated. I'm an 18-year-old card collector from Pennsylvania. I've been in the hobby on and off since I was about 10, but I've been heavily involved for like the past five years. And... I collect a lot of different things, but my main focuses are the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pirates, and Penguins, and along with a individual player collection of Daryl Richardson. Daryl Richardson. Why, why the fascination with Daryl Richardson? Well, I chatted with him on Twitter one time when I needed somebody to talk to, like, and he was there. He chatted. He signed some cards for me through the mail. And since then, I've been a big fan. Hey, that's pretty sweet. So shout out to Daryl Richardson for that. Um, so I want to talk to you because uh, about the national convention. You're uh, when I saw you, you were you were uh, about to get on the vintage break, which was, by the way, just a completely different side note. How cool was it to be involved in that vintage break at the national? Oh, 
it was insane. Yeah. Now, uh, what when you saw all those items, what was the number one item that you were going to go for if you had that number one pick? Probably the Babe Ruth autographed baseball. Yeah, that that's probably that's the smart pick. That's a tough one to pass. On. <laughs> yeah, but you you got a pretty sweet uh, item when when your chance was up. So we'll talk a little bit about that later. But when when we last spoke, it was really at the 2014 National in Cleveland, and from the 2014 National to the 2015 National, there were a lot of things that were uh, different that improved. But I want to talk to you about really what the card companies did to improve throughout that year. What did you think about the card companies and their presence at the 2015 National? They impressed me this year. I, I had a great time in 2014, and they did a pretty great job at that National. But this year they were focused a lot more on the collectors and giving back. Yeah. Uh, Upper Deck had their 25th anniversary giveaways and stuff like that. And Tops and Panini did a lot of work with the young collectors. Yep kids and people who are still grasping the focus of collecting. They did a lot of work with them and tried to get them involved in as many activities as possible, and I felt that that was a major improvement from last year. Yeah, and the the kind of a follow-up to that is obviously the Case Break Pavilion. As, as a lot of people knew, I, I was one of the MCs for the Case Break Pavilion main stage, which was a lot of fun. Hopefully I can do it again. But um, what did you think about the Case Break Pavilion? And kind of, I mean, obviously you saw the first year and its inception and, and kind of the baby stages of it. But compare that to 2015, what did you think about the growth and, and the, uh, I guess, uh, the, I don't really know how to say it, but going from 2014 to 2015, what did you think about the Case Break Pavilion? Oh, it was a major improvement. Yeah. It was quite a growth from 2014 to 15. Uh, this year they had their own individual room that all of the breakers grouped up on, and they had the pavilion where they could break live in front of people. Mm. And in 2014, they didn't have that really. They had a main stage, but they just had a little gathering of, I think, 15 breakers, yeah. if that. Yeah. The first year that they did the breakers pavilion, and it wasn't set up as nicely as it was this year. Many people thought when breaks first started out that it was only going to be a fad and that they would just fall apart after a little while. But it's become apparent that breakers are becoming a big part of this hobby. Mm -hmm. So I think that the National did really well with setting up the pavilion to include them. Yeah. What? Okay, let me, let me take a step back. If you were Mike Burkus, if you were the guy in charge of the National Sports Collectors Convention, what would what one thing would you change maybe at the Case Break Pavilion or maybe just the National as a whole? Oh, I, I, I threw I a curveball at you there, Rich. That. Yeah, I, I threw a curveball, man. <laughs> yes, you did. Mr. Burkus did a wonderful job. Of course, uh, of course. There's not many things that he could really improve on. I guess with the Breakers Pavilion, he could try to get a little bit more attention towards the Breakers because yeah. a lot of people just walk through. Mm -hmm. It was set up separately where you had to go seek them out yeah. to find the pavilion. Yeah. If he could find a way to incorporate it into the main stage floor, maybe towards the back a little bit or something like that, but just finding a way to make it so that people didn't have to travel a lot of distance to find the pavilion. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought that was an interesting setup to have it in kind of a different section, you know. Um, but I think it worked out great, you know, how they did it. Yeah, it gave um, you a personal one-on-one with the breakers. Exactly. And that's a great thing to have. But yeah. at the same time, I, I heard a few people a little upset that it wasn't in with the main showroom. Yeah, and I mean, you know, everyone's got their opinions, and it's only the second year, and that's the craziest thing is to think, you know, this is the only the the second time this they have put something like this together. So you know they're going to do it big for the third year, and they're going to learn oh, yeah. from from all these you know critiques and criticisms that they're getting from all these collectors. Um, so I expect great things for for uh, for 2016, you know, um, but. I want to talk about social media because you're you're kind of big on Twitter. Uh, if sure. if no one uh, has has been on Twitter, uh, Mr. Hardy is is Boss Hardy two hundred two. Um, you have a lot of tweets. You have a few tweets, just a few. Um, but just a couple. Yeah, just a couple. But it's it's awesome to see the power of social media uh, through collecting and through the hobby. So I want to ask you, Rich. How do you feel the influence of social media has impacted the hobby? I think that social media has helped the hobby grow. Personally, it's helped me develop plenty of friendships with great collectors that otherwise I wouldn't have the chance to meet. Yeah. Like, I talk to people from England, Australia, Canada, and that would have never been possible without Twitter. Mm. The National is a huge show. You don't necessarily have one-on-one with people, and not everybody can make it. So Twitter has basically brought the national and all other card shows across the world into one location for everybody. Now, where do you see this hobby in five years because of social media? I see it expanding quite a bit, to be honest. Yeah. With the various ways that we can all communicate, such as Twitter, Periscope now, Instagram, so on and so forth, People will continue connecting with each other. Mm. Plus, there's also also the possibility of more social media apps coming out, and that would just help it even more. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting at the national. Ivan uh, from obviously the awesome web show, The Breaks. He was at the Beckett grading booth, uh, and he was periscoping his grades as he was opening the box. And I was standing right there, and I thought that was a cool thing. And that is definitely something that has the potential to grow in this hobby as well as grow with social media because, you know, five years ago that, that thing was, wasn't around. It wasn't even created. And so right. with the invention of that, that's added a whole new live element to social media. It's just absolutely insane to see these things grow and, and become these giant, uh, just, I, I don't know, just these, this power that people can have through, you know, the simple use of a, a phone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, now, it now, is impressive. Yeah, um, but before I go on, I want to talk because Beckett did a, a pretty sweet news story <clears throat> regarding a collector who is from Australia. And I, when I was reading the the story, it was a really great story. Uh, I think Ryan Cracknell did it, um, but I saw you were in a couple of those pictures uh, with with the group, and Ivan was there, of course. Can you just explain how powerful and how awesome it was to have someone from pretty much the other side of the world come to a convention like that? Oh, it was great. Uh, Oz is a awesome person, and he's full of energy. You think I'm a trip. <laughs> he's even more impressive. Yeah. Uh, but it was 
it was great to uh, get to talk to him about various different things. I got to learn a little bit about Australia. He gave my mom and I a little decorative boomerang thing, nice. which was pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. And I think the really awesome thing is to just see people from all around the world have shared similar interests and hobbies, and be able to to just be friends for one common goal, and that's just to have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the interesting part about all of that is 10 years ago, five years ago even, that wouldn't necessarily be as possible as it is now. Exactly. You probably heard about it through Twitter or from Beckett Online or something, but you rewind a few years and it's not as widespread. You Mm. don't get the people from all over the world. Yeah. And that's that's what's awesome with social media. And I'm a big fan of social media. I'm always on Facebook, Twitter, you know, Instagram, all that good stuff. And it's great to see things like this happen and, and come actually to fruition. But uh, a couple more questions with Rich Hardy here on the phone live on Beckett Radio. Rich, uh, I want to talk about the vintage break. Uh, you were one of the lucky individuals to get a spot. Uh, you won it. I guess it was a raffle or something, correct? Yeah, apparently they randomed all of the names of people who had VIP tickets, okay. and I came out on top. Yeah, that's that's pretty sweet, and I'm actually extremely jealous of you. But um, the I, it couldn't happen to a, to a better person. But I want can you explain to people what item you picked and why you picked it? I got the tough spot in the 15 spot break okay. after they randomized all of the names of those who were involved. Yeah. And I was a little concerned at first because it sounds tough to get something really good when you're one of the last four. You know <laughs> what I mean? Of course. Yeah. But the thing about the vintage break was it was stacked mm-hmm. with amazing things. Probably the lowest valued thing there was a graded 761 Mickey Mantle, I believe. Yeah. And that's a fantastic card. Yeah, exactly. So I I was trying to figure out what I would get at spot 12. And it went in order. The Babe Ruth got picked first. No shock. Yep. Uh, I can't remember everything, how it got picked, but there was a Gretzky game used in autograph stick, high Cobb autograph check, stuff like that. Amazing amazing piece and they got down to me and there were four items left the mickey mantle card yep a ted williams signed baseball bat which was pretty nice looking yeah and albert Poole's game used and signed baseball bat which i almost grabbed <laughs> it, it was tough not to get because it was beautiful yeah awesome and then what i decided to get was the 500 home run club signed baseball with Mickey Mantle and Ted Williams on the sweet spot. Oof. And it's a it's oh, a yeah. beautiful baseball. Yes. I mean just filled Hank with Aaron, signatures. Mike Schmidt. Yeah. So on so forth. And and now you'll have to get it signed by David Ortiz. Uh yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, really? Oh, well, that's a touchy subject for another time, Rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think it was really awesome to see uh, something like the vintage break happen at the national. Uh, hopefully they do it again. I know that's pretty tough to have 15, uh, one of a kind items, you know, historic items like that. But, you know, with, with the help of guys like, um, uh, I think it was, uh, one of the auction houses, 
uh, that heritage auction. Yeah, heritage. Yeah, yeah, right here in our, in the Dallas backyard area. Um, but they put it on and they helped with with obviously Mike Burkus and the National. But I thought that was really cool. So I, I saw you you tweeting with Beckett Media or Beckett Grading's Twitter. So I think you should get that baseball encapsulated. I'm just saying. You know, no shameless plugs I'm, or anything. I'm definitely going to think about it. Okay. I've been trying to figure out the best way to protect it, and I know that Beckett is really good at keeping things safe. That is that is very true, Rich. I, I must admit, we, we do protect things, you know. Um, but uh, before I let you go, Rich, I want to talk to you about one really cool question that popped up. We, we kind of threw out on Twitter, um, obviously, that you were going to come on the show, and you were asking for um, questions, you know, things like that. Uh, to be said on air, and we had a lot of responsive, great responses. Uh, there was one response. Uh, who was it? It was. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. It, it was a picture from Junk Wax Twins with the PBR like poster or something. They wanted to talk about, you know, PBR or something like that. I thought that was real funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, one question that was said was about your um, your collecting habits and kind of the the family influence. Uh, let me see if I can uh, find it here. Um, it, there was one person that said that he'd like to know about how family has influenced your collecting habits. So I'll just kind of uh, spin it towards you and, and have you answer that. Well, my family has actually encouraged my collecting since day one. They kind of got me into it. Yeah. My parents bought me my first ever pack of cards at a flea market one time like i said when i was about 10 yeah that's when i first got into the hobby and also a couple of Steelers cards that i thought was pretty cool and i got a heinz ward rookie card that day that i still have nice and i love it and since that day they've still encouraged it and they've helped nurture my collecting overall my mom even collects some cards now <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. What does she collect? She collects Jose Reyes. Really? Interesting, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and I remember meeting your mom at the National in Cleveland, and she's an awesome person, and it's great to see parents, um, you know, stay active with their kids in the hobby because it's always fun, you know, uh, with the whole nostalgia factor, thinking back way back when you first started collecting with your parents and all those good things. I have some great memories with my dad and my grandfather. And, you know, it's great to see the influence that a family can have on your collecting, you know? Definitely, yeah. So, Rich, before I let you go, what what's kind of in store for Mr. Rich Hardy? Anything, in, in I guess, collecting-wise that you're, you have your eye on? Any products, anything like that? Well, I just collect what I like to look at. I have a shelf in my room of cards that I really, really like, that they're all set up on display stands and in one touches i just pick up stuff here and there that i enjoy and it's going to be getting tough for me to collect a little bit at a time because Mm. now i'm working in my card shop and i see so many fantastic things walk in (laughs) yeah it's funny to work at at you know, a place like Beckett because it, I, I get so jealous at some of the things that come into the office, but it's just great to sit back and look at them and just be a collector and, and just have some fun while you're putting these cards in the system and things like that, you know? Yeah, it's just fantastic to admire the beauty of some of the cards. Exactly. Um, but, well, Rich, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you coming on. I, I had a lot of fun talking to you about 
trading cards, obviously the national convention, but um, let's let's get you back on real soon. We'll we'll try and talk about some new products. Maybe when football, you know, gets gets ramped up a little bit more, we'll bring you on and talk a little Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I know that my San Francisco 49ers are going to play all this weekend, so hopefully we don't beat you too bad. All right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll <laughs> I'll keep that in mind later on. We'll bring that up on the next show. <laughs> there we go. That's what I like to hear. All right, Rich Hardy, thanks so much for coming on. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me. Talk to you later. So special shout out to Mr. Boss Rich Hardy. There's so much to say about Rich. He's just a good kid. Yeah. I think he's like 18, 19, something like that. And I've saw him, I've seen him at the past two nationals. That's how we met, obviously, 2014 mm-hmm. uh, in Cleveland. And, um, you know, he's he's one of the good guys. You know, there's a lot of people out there that unfortunately are in the hobby for the wrong reasons, and this guy is definitely not. He's in it for all the right reasons. He does so much great things for the hobby. I There were so many questions that I wanted to ask him that I didn't get to, A, because of time, uh, but B, I just forgot. You know, Now I'm thinking of all these, like he was at the Panini VIP party. I wanted to ask him about that. I wanted to ask him about, you know, he went to a Cubs game with the uh, Australian collector Oz, mm-hmm. uh, which we did talk about, but you know, but he's he's a great kid. He he does awesome things on Twitter. Check him out, Boss Hardy two hundred two. Um, just say hey. He'll probably say hey right back to you. Yeah. Um, he's on there yeah. a lot. I, I saw his his tweet. It's like a hundred thousand. No, bro. It's it's it's, it's more. It, well, it's not quite a hundred, but it's like sixty five k. That's a lot, man. I'm, yeah, I'm at um, I'm almost at ten. Mm. I think I'm almost at ten k. Once you get babies and stuff, you can't. You can't do that. You can't do but, that. But I mean, kids nowadays—that's all they do is tweet. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you don't have a hundred thousand tweets, yeah. something's wrong with you. And you're eighteen, I nineteen, need to twenty. Step my game up. You do. Yeah. I got like six. Yeah. Well, I mean, six thousand. You have at least three hundred and sixty-five tweets a year because every morning you do the Bible tweet. I do. Okay, I do. but you need to step it up. You need more Bible tweets? Not no, more Bible tweets. no, <laughs> just more more substance within the day. You, I got you. You you knock everything out in the morning, but you fade off at the end. You, I you see. Know, come on, keep it, it keep it going. Just keep it just right keep, through. Yeah, just right up in there, man. Here's the thing. <laughs> I got to filter a lot of what I say. You really do. Because so, uh, there's some stuff I'm just like, yeah, dang. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I get the Bible tweet in there first and mm, so be like, mm. hey. Yeah. You know. It's all for Jesus. It is. All for Jesus. Yes. <laughs> 116. Unashamed. Let's do this. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll, I guess we'll wrap up the show. All right. Um, cool. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's tough to do a show here at my desk because, A, I'm. I'm supposed to really be working, right? Um, so I feel bad. I'm gonna tell Jeremy. I'm, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy's like right there. Right he's there. probably looking at you, wondering why you're there. Yeah, he's like, um, why is Grimace yeah, sitting why? in that chair? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who is that guy? No. Um, but thanks for everyone for checking out Beckett Radio. We had a lot of, um, um, I guess, feedback from the Top Shelf Breaks interview. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still doing a contest. So visit TopShelfBreaks.com. They're giving away a BGS Bronze level right. uh club membership which is great i think you get like six free graded cards uh for a submission you get a t-shirt you get you know a bunch of cool swag um i, just, I looked at their link yesterday i think there's 18 days left to enter for that so well, there's plenty of time yeah plenty of time. so yeah definitely get your entries in check it out i'll, I'll retweet um, I'll retweet the link again on, on Beckett Radio's Twitter, but check it out, topshelfbreaks.com. 
Uh, special thanks to Rich Hardy again. Uh, great guy. We'll have him on again soon. Sure. Uh, the next couple weeks are going to be pretty sweet. We're going to have Ivan Lovegren from the breaks. Hopefully his new episode will drop so we can talk about that. Um, also, Bryce Carson, a good friend of the show, uh, Trophy Box Cards, mm-hmm. uh, met him at the Industry Summit in Vegas, had him on a couple times. He's going to talk about you know some, some really interesting things that they're doing over at Trophy Box Cards. Uh, and maybe we'll, we'll have a little surprise guest, uh, a, a big gentleman uh, who is a group breaker online. You'll bring uh, that guy in? Yeah, the, the X, throwing up the X all the way from Tyler, Texas. We'll see what we can do. Awesome. But I won't say any names. No names? Quite yet, because it hasn't been secured yet. All right. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so we got a great contest. Before we leave, let's talk about the contest one more time. One more time. It's a 2015 Topps Chrome Atomic Refractor Rock. The Rock. The Rock. Dwayne. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> it's a BGS 9.5. So, yeah, BGS 9.5, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Uh, real simple. All you got to do is email us. Email uh, what Radio at Beckett.com. Eric, you need to go to sleep. You need to. What you need to do? You need to write this email address on a piece of paper. You need to stick it to the ceiling by your bed. So that's the first thing you see when you wake up. Last thing you see when you go to bed. Mm. Okay, because uh, you need to. Get, it's Radio a, at Beckett.com, not BeckettRadio.com. It's Radio at Beckett.com. That's a that's continue. A, that's a decorating decision that my wife is going <laughs> to need to be a part of. <laughs> it's for work. It's for work. Uh, all right. So, and or you can email me directly at Eric and at Beckett.com. Yeah, and just let me know that you want to be in it. That's a, that's all I want you to do. Yeah, no questions. Yeah. You, you don't have to do anything special. Just say, hey, I want that card. Uh, it's a pretty sweet card, and it's graded. There you go. You know, BGS nine five. Not too shabby. Um, all right, man. Well, yeah, I really do need to get back to work. Haven't checked my emails yet, so that's not a good thing. Mm. Uh, slipping. So, yeah, I'm slipping. But, mm. yeah, we'll, we'll have a little bit of fun in the next couple of weeks to round out the month of September. Obviously, you guys are doing great things over in the gaming and non-sports side. So check it out, Beckett.com slash news. There's going to be just a, a, an enormous amount of posts, yes. social media presence for, yes. for all these contests. So definitely stay tuned. Check every uh, this Beckett Media on Instagram. Yeah, Beckett Media LLC. Yeah, I mean, the pictures that I see on there are pretty sweet. So definitely check that out. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm your host, Derek Ficken. I'm Eric Norton. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one.